0: Hey guys, welcome back to The Word at Work. If you are joining us for the first time, we're doing a series in John 13 to John 17 and we've entitled this series, Jesus' Farewell Speech. As He's about to go to the cross, He's with His disciples in this upper room and He's giving them His final commands, His final teachings. And in in today's episode, I really want to focus on the Forgotten God. That's what I've entitled it, The Forgotten God Part 1. I got that title from a good book by an author called Francis Chan who's written a book called The Forgotten God and here he discusses the role and the influence of the Holy Spirit. So I want to look at, in the next couple of episodes at The Word at Work, I want to look at the Holy Spirit. I want to look at who He is and what role He will play in the Christian community in light of Jesus' departure. Jesus says in John 14 verse 18, I won't leave you as orphans. I will send someone to be with you, and here he's promising the Holy Spirit. And I really, I'm really hoping that as we look at these chapters, we can, we can, we can challenge each other. And I want to challenge and appeal to two branches of Christianity. I want to challenge and appeal to the more conservative branch, um, and I want to appeal and challenge the more charismatic and Pentecostal branch of Christianity. I think sometimes we can talk over each other about the role of the Holy Spirit. Sometimes the Pentecostal charismatic brothers will will look at the conservative Christians and say, Hey, have you guys forgotten about the Holy Spirit? There seems to be no emphasis placed on your worship services or in your lives about the Holy Spirit. It seems like he's not there. Have you forgotten about him? And sometimes the unfortunate thing will be said like, It seems like you, you worship Father, Son and Holy Bible, not Holy Spirit in your quest to be Bible-believing Christians, you seem to have forgotten about the Holy Spirit. And on the other side, the conservatives might say to the Pentecostals, guys, have you forgotten who the Spirit truly is? This is said because sometimes there seems to be an abuse of the Holy Spirit in the emphasis on, on, on power and on miracles and services because it seems like the Holy Spirit is about providing a performance in a service. He's some genie in a bottle. That is often the unfortunate thing that is said. And this is sometimes said because it's detached from the teaching of the Bible. So I'm hoping that we can challenge and appeal to both branches of Christians, conservatives and Pentecostals and Charismatics. And here I want to start off with John 14 verses 15 to 17 and that's where I really just want to focus on those verses. Here Jesus says, If you love me, you will keep my commands. And then he says, I will ask the Father and he will give you another helper to be with you forever, even the Spirit of truth, whom the world cannot receive because it neither sees him nor knows him. You know him for he dwells with you and will be in you. And here Jesus is talking about the Holy Spirit in context of his departure. And the main point I want to draw out to challenge us, the first thing to say is that the Holy Spirit is an eternal person. The Holy Spirit is a he not an it. So the first point is the Holy Spirit is the, is an eternal person, a he not an it. And I think this is an important point. You see we can forget or we can neglect the Holy Spirit in our services and our worship sessions by not, by not acknowledging his presence in and with us. Or we can neglect and forget his personhood by not seeing him as a person, but seeing him as a a force or as something to be harnessed, to be used. Uh, Sadly, a friend was telling me a story of when he was invited to preach at a church and as halfway through the worship service someone walked in and someone said, No, keep the door closed. We don't want the Holy Spirit to escape. We don't want him to leave while we are doing this worship service. And I think sometimes we've forgotten who he is. We've forgotten that he is truly is a person. And we see this in, in John 16. Jesus says, I will give you another helper. That word helper that the ESV uses is the, word, the Greek word paraclete. And this is a notoriously difficult word to, to translate. It can be translated as advocate, as counselor, as comforter, as helper, as advisor. And many translations have different words for that, but in short, Jesus is saying, look, I'm going to ask the Father and he's going to send you another Paraclete, another helper, another counselor, another advocate. Now, the natural question to ask is who has been those things to the disciples? Who has been a helper, an advocate, a counselor, a supporter, an advisor? Now, naturally, in this context, Jesus has been that. Jesus has been with the disciples, he he has helped them, he has counseled them, he has been their advocate. And so now Jesus promises another one. And in his promise of another one, he is placing the Holy Spirit in equal footing with himself. The Holy Spirit will be with you forever, the eternal third person of the Holy Trinity, the other paraclete, the other helper, the other advocate, even the spirit of truth. So Jesus is saying, I'm promising you another person who, who is like me will help you in the same way that I've helped you. And let's think about the context. Remember back to the previous episode where we spoke about Jesus saying, I am the way, I am the truth, and I am the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. Jesus is saying in his essence, he is the way, he is the truth, and he is the life. And now he promises another helper to be with the disciples, even the spirit of truth. And so Jesus is drawing some interesting threads together and he's going to refer to the help of the Holy Spirit as the one who will come and teach them things, who will lead them in a spirit of truth. Because the Holy Spirit, like Jesus, in his character is truth. The basic Christian doctrine is one God, three persons, united in their essence in their godness in their character yet distinct in their personhood and here jesus is showing us that the holy spirit is another paraclete but notice that john deliberately deliberately uses um, the masculine pronouns to underscore this point to outline this point to showcase it he says in verse 17 you know him For he dwells with you and he will be with you, after talking about the Spirit of Truth. And according to Greek grammar, what is required is a neuter, it, but actually John deliberately uses him to show that the Holy Spirit is a him. He is a person, not an it, not an impersonal force to be harnessed, but actually a person. And so what I'm hoping that we can see from this, first, from this episode in looking at the forgotten God is that the Holy Spirit is a person, not an it. And the beauty of the remarkable thing is that this person comes to dwell in us and be with us. That is the promise that Jesus gave. He won't leave them as orphans. He will send another paraclete, another helper to be with them forever, the Spirit of Truth. And that same Spirit dwells in you and it dwells in me. And he will be with us and enable us to live and to carry on Jesus's mission. And that is what the truly remarkable thing is. And so I hope in this episode that you would have seen that, in this brief episode, that you would have appreciated and comprehended the personhood of the Holy Spirit. God bless you. Take care.